Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. I'm kind of a big deal. Whenever you hear the music, Colin, take it away. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Welcome in to this Friday, September 1st edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin, happy to have you with us here. Which you said for a high school football Friday night show brought to you in part by Brown Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, a family owned full service funeral home that has probably served our area since 1880. We're going to be joined momentarily by Jefferson head coach Craig Hunter as a triple overtime loss for the Cougars last night uh, to Sharando out of Virginia. A thrilling ending, but unfortunately for. Uh, Jefferson, they were unable to get the victory. But, Nick, we do have some breaking news in our inbox moments ago from the Shepherd Athletic Department. We kind of talked about it a little bit yesterday. We'll talk about this a little bit more later on. But uh, Shepherd Athletics has notified the PSAC about, quote, issues which could affect some student-athletes' eligibility to complete in the 2023-2024 academic year. Uh, the email goes on to say once the university completes its review of the athletic programs it will be it will be obligated to self-report any rules violations to the ncaa uh we know yesterday we talked about malik holloway who thought he had eligibility but doesn't have any eligibility i'm assuming it stems from that yeah and possibly other athletes and other sports outside of football so seemed to be some sort of confusion on what was malik's eligibility um, obviously, we know he went through a whole camp um, practicing with the team, expecting to be able to play, and then sometime in between uh, media day and Wednesday when we went to do interviews, you know, I was thinking Malik would be a good guy to interview and found out he was no longer with the team, and it wasn't due to anything that he did, just he wasn't eligible anymore. So um, kind of a weird situation. Don't know the full details on that and, and don't know exactly – what that uh, report is indicating, but there is that release if you want to look at it yourself on the Shepherd Rams website. So, yeah, uh, just something kind of interesting here as we start the weekend, and you wonder if there's any questions about players. Do they keep them out tomorrow just so they don't have to deal with any rules violations? Like, if there's a questionable, like if there's a player that has that there's a legit question if they are eligible or not, you have to wonder if they want to keep them out tomorrow just so they don't affect any rules, break any rules. Yeah, it's definitely, like, really strange timing on all this. So, I don't know. We'll have to maybe find out some more information if we can about it and try to clear some things up on who's eligible, who's not eligible, and what exactly this is referring to. But it's definitely a, a strange situation there with the Shepherd football and athletic program it may not it may be more like we said more athletics on on other sports as well so we'll yeah. have to wait and see we'll have to see if we can talk to chauncey wimbush tomorrow about it as well uh, but now we're joined on the phone line by jefferson head football coach craig hunter coach hunter uh, unfortunate loss in triple overtime for your team last night uh, but they fought to the very end you there coach hunter did you pass him through there, coach? Yeah, can, uh, yeah um you know, it was, a, it was a hard-fought battle. You hear me? Yeah, we got you. Yeah, it was a hard-fought battle. You know, the kids fought hard. 
made some good plays. Uh, you know, it's a tough game, tough that way. Coach, uh, what were some things that you were able to take away from the game, uh, whether it be positive or negative, that you can work on moving forward? Uh, you know, the positive, you know, the kids kept battling, they kept fighting, um, and they didn't quit. And, you know, just things just didn't go our way. I would say some things, I think, away we just some of the mistakes we made. You know, we too many um, things of that nature, some missed assignments, uh, small missed assignments that we can fix. And um, I thought I saw a great from last week, so we'll better actually clean up mistakes um, and get better. And the kids just keep or in a situation like that, the ball, ball hopefully bounce our way. Coach Hunter, your team at one point up twenty-one to ten there in the third quarter, I believe it was, and unfortunately, what? Sorry, this is Colin. Are you still there, Coach? You're kind of cutting in and out. If you can still hear us, okay. Yeah, I'm still here. Yeah, you were cutting in and out there, but uh. At one point, just had the lead. Unfortunately, let it slip. I guess. Uh, just talk a little bit about that and kind of what went wrong uh like i said i mean just just mistakes i mean we had some penalties and unfortunate times um some some bad uh some we're still things. kind of losing you there every other word coach hunter if you can hear me yeah yeah i can hear you yeah, I can hear you. Um, I okay. can barely hear you. It's going in and out. So. Yeah, your signal's oh. going in and out on us as well. Do you want me to call? I can call you from my, my school phone. Do you want to do yeah, that? Yeah, if that works, if you want to drop the call right now yeah, and no then just call us back at the number that I texted yeah. you. Yeah, just drop the call right now and I'll call you back in like two minutes. That's fine. All right, well, hopefully we can retrieve these phone issues. But it was a 34-28 to 28 loss. Uh, for Jefferson last night that went into triple overtime. A, a thrilling ending, uh, but unfortunately the Cougars come out on the wrong side of it. Uh, I'd say one advantage is that they'll have an extra day uh, to prepare for their next opponent. So uh, I think that's huge when it comes to uh, moving forward and trying to fix the mistakes from last night, guys. Especially when that opponent's Spring Valley. Doesn't get much easier. I know the Timberwolves came out week one and, and you know got beat up pretty bad by Huntington, but Huntington's a defending state champion, so uh, we'll see what Spring Valley can do this week, and if they're uh, you know back to what they normally are. But just on paper, you expect Spring Valley to be back to being really good, and then all of a sudden, this Jefferson team could go from potentially two and zero start, three and zero start to one and two, and I don't think that would be what we expected. But um, they beat them last year, so with that keeping that in mind and you're playing at home that there's some advantages to Jefferson this week as well heading into Spring Valley uh so I think they still have a chance to win that game but it's, it's going to be tough and it hasn't quite been the, the way you expected this team to come out with nearly blowing the lead against Spring Mills and then blowing the lead last week yeah and you know we're kind of looking this at week. the looking at the box score from last night they put up uh, seven. They put up a touchdown in each of the first three quarters, and then got outscored eleven nothing in the fourth quarter. So, I would venture to guess when we get Coach Hunter back on the line, it'll kind of be about finishing. That they'll need to finish. They they were able to squeak out a win last week, but now they're going to have to be able to finish. 
Yeah, last week it was 21-6, to and Spring Mills came back to make it 21-19, but Jefferson was able to hold on. And then this week it's 21-10, your team has control, and unfortunately in the fourth allowed Schrander to come back, tie it up at 21-all. And then going into third overtime, you have the ball first. Unfortunately can't score even when you did score. It unfortunately got called back that – Harwich was past the line of scrimmage for his uh, 26-yard. That would have been a 26-yard touchdown pass to Rockwell, but it was called back because of the penalty. That plays an incomplete pass, and then Sharando gets the ball, runs the ball, and goes right into the end zone with their quarterback to end things there. And It's just frustrating, obviously, if you're Jefferson because you wanted revenge from last year. You had the game, and you let it slip. And I feel like this was a little bit of a issue they had last year i'm not sure if i'm remembering this correctly but i think they had a lead against millbrook week one and it got closer there toward the end i think maybe even the muscleman game did too and they ended up losing that one by one so i believe we've got coach hunter back on the line you got us coach i got you all right uh so colin you want to re-ask your question kind of just want to go back to just getting your overall thoughts about last night's game since earlier the signal was kind of in and out uh, well, you know, um, last night's game, you know, was hard, you know, hard fought battle. You know, you go, you have the lead, um, you know, you keep battling, you have the lead, you wind up uh, losing the lead, they tie the game up, you go into triple overtime, um, you know, you lose it the way we lost the game. It's just, it's just a hard pill to swallow. Um, but you know, like I said, like I said earlier, like we we looked a lot better than what we did week one. Still has some mistakes we got to clean up, some things we got to clean up. But I, I think overall, um, we'll be fine. It's still only game two. Coach, do you see the Thursday night game as an advantage for you going into next week with the whole extra day to prepare for Spring Valley and maybe be able to fix some of those mistakes? Uh, I mean, it, it depends on if we use the extra day. I mean, the kids played hard, they fought hard. Um, we'll practice a day and watch film. We'll watch film a day, probably give them the weekend off, and maybe with the extra day, even maybe be able to give them even Monday off for um, for the holiday because just, you know, just because we have the extra day, we're able to do that. Um, so, you know, just for any battle, any bruises or any scrapes or any bumps that they may have, they give them an extra day of rest. Um, so we're thinking about that too. So uh, it could be, it could be, I think it could work out that way for us too, just have an extra day for us of planning. Um, for us to do that. So, yeah. Coach, your uh, team last year went into Spring Valley and got a win in the postseason. Um, they started week one with a tough loss to Huntington, but obviously we know how good Huntington is, the defending state champs. So uh, what are you seeing out of them, and what are you kind of expecting when you get to take on them next week? Uh, you know, I really haven't seen a whole bunch of film on We played Thursday. I really – I mean, I've seen the highlights of the Huntington game. Um I'm expecting, you know, a team that's going to be hard-nosed is going to try to run the ball at us and, you know, some of the same stuff they did to us last year, not changing a whole lot um, of what their identity is. Um, but I'm pretty sure they're going to come down here ready to, ready to fight and try to get redemption from last year's playoff game. All right, Coach, that's all from us. Thanks for calling us back, and uh, we'll talk next week. All right, thank you. All right, that was head coach of the Jefferson Cougars, Craig Hunter, as uh, they unfortunately fall – Last night, 34-28 to in triple overtime to the Sharando Warriors, a team that uh, I believe if you go back and look, they have not had very 
they have not been very good against overall in the last 15 years. I think they got a win in 2019. Uh, but last year we talked yesterday about how they lost 42-23. to I believe they played in 2021, and it was a win for Sharanda, or it was a win for Jefferson back in 2021, 41-14. Uh, but you go back to 2019, it was a 41-7 to loss for Jefferson. So I, it's a team that often has their number. So they made it close because it seems like a lot of these games have not been close uh, over the years, but this one was pretty close. Yeah, it's frustrating, I think, uh, if you're Jefferson because you feel like you should have won that game last night based on what I was able to kind of gather. Didn't see the game in person, just kind of caught the end of it. So, um, you know, don't know everything that went down throughout the game, but you had a big lead and it looked like they were going to, you know, win it relatively easily and then kind of let that slip. But, hey, you got to refocus. Spring Valley's going to be good. Physical team at the very least, so. I think this extra time off, if anything, uh, you know, can help you prepare your body for a game like that because a, a run-first physical football team like Spring Valley is going to be, uh, you know, it's going to be a physical physical game and, and be a tough uh, outing for the Cougars. So I think they have a chance to win, like I said, but they need a little bit more consistency offensively, it seems like to me. That's been kind of the issue is that they – jump out to a good lead and have the offense rolling and then in the second half seem to lose what they were doing well and, and not really adjusting to the other team's adjustments that well. So we'll see if they can do that better here in week three, but it's only week two. Like Coach said, still got a good performance out of your team. Last year you were blown out by this uh, Sharando team. So to flip that around, I think you, you can take those positives and build it into this week. Yeah, I think you can. And I think for Spring Valley, they're probably going to be a hungry football team because it's going to be a tough test tonight for them. They're facing Cabell Midland, uh, which I would venture to guess uh, there's going to be some kind of video broadcast of that game because it's a high-profile game there in the southern end of the state. But Spring Valley could come in here 0-2, not only wanting redemption from last year's playoff loss, but not wanting to start the season 0-3. So it's going to be probably a hungry Timberwolves team uh, coming into Jefferson next week. Yeah, we'll have to see how tonight goes before getting into that. All right, well, that will do it here for the first segment of today's edition of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Parsons Ford, Kent Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. They became number one by making you number one first. Started off with uh, when September ends, because I feel like we're going to blink and we're going to be over in September. So we'll take that out the break. You're tuning in to the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR TV 10. When September ends. Four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states. Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords. Financing from 0%. Parsons goal of financing for all. And Parsons famous above market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. Let's go! Drink some beers! Mountaineer Grill and Pub! Conveniently located right off 81 at 214 Mid-Atlantic Parkway, Mountaineer Grill and Pub offers many daily specials, including happy hour 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. with $2 domestic bottles and $2.50 domestic drafts. Monday night is trivia night, Thursday night is wing night, and Wednesday and Sunday night is steak night. Let's go! Drink some beers! Mountaineer Grill and Pub! 
After a car accident, what do you get when you call Mansion Ferretti? You get more experience from a local law firm with over 115 years of combined service. More respect from a team who treats clients like their own family. And more fight because we want you to get every dollar you deserve. Experience, respect, results. If you've been injured, that's what you want in your lawyer. And that's what you'll get when you call us. Car accident? Get more with Mansion Ferretti. 304-264-8505. Here's to the grown-ups. Your car is now your office. Stage. Nursery. Shh. Sorry. Insuring it shouldn't be a headache. Erie, number one in the nation for highest satisfaction with the auto insurance purchase experience six years in a row. And with Erie, you get your own independent agent, not a giant corporate call center or some online robot. You meet with a real person like this. Your local Erie agent in Martinsburg is Smallwood and Small Insurance. Get a quote at smallwoodandsmall.com. Erie Insurance. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back to this Friday, September 1st edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. We'll get you set for action tonight. Uh, tonight on Talk Radio WRNR TV 10, WRNR TV on YouTube. We'll have the Battle of the Bulldogs, battle of two legendary head football coaches, Dave Walker from Martinsburg and Mickey Thompson for the 5A power out of Virginia Stonebridge. Pre-game coverage begins at 6 p.m. Kickoff is at 7 p.m. on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM AM 740. You can stream it live or audio-wise if you're driving around not in the area on uh, talkradiowrnr.com slash listen live. Comcast Channel 10 here in Berkeley and Jefferson County as well as WRNR TV on YouTube. Colin, caught up with Coach Walker and a couple of players this week. Obviously a big win last week um, against a Canada team, so they've conquered another country. Now they got to conquer another state today. Yeah, something they're a little more used to here and there, traditionally, correct? So, looking forward to tonight's game. It's a run-heavy team out of Stonebridge. They run the single wing, so it's going to be a... A hybrid single wing. Hybrid single wing, but still a run-first program that really wants to pound the rock and dominate the line of scrimmage so the defensive line for martinsburg which typically has been the strength of this team for the past two years will have its hands full again and i still think you got to give the edge because you know of how good martinsburg's defensive line has been to our bulldogs not the other bulldogs tonight because of that and we'll see uh how well Murphy Clement is at home because we haven't got to see him as quarterback one, even though he did start last week. We didn't get to see it in person. Looking forward to seeing in person how he is with not only his feet because we know how good he is as a runner, but with that arm. Yeah, I think the Bulldogs are going to win tonight. So, um, <laughs> which you know, one? I just think the Bulldogs are going to win. But uh, looking at this matchup, I think it's a tough matchup for both these teams. You know, two quality programs. Um, on the Stonebridge side, you know, they're coming off of a loss uh, in week one, so they're certainly not wanting to start 0-2. Um, and for Martinsburg, you know, this appears to be another big challenge. Uh, we think Clarkson North was a challenge. We don't really know how good they actually are because there isn't that much information about them, but based on what we've heard, they're good. So 
And based on that, um, you know, that was a really dominating win against a team that supposedly has like five guys going D1 or something. So At least five right. guys on the line. I don't know about any other positions. Again, we don't know how true that is necessarily, but too. based on what we, we heard is that they are. So it appeared to be a really great win last week. And, and this one we know based on the history of Stonebridge that they have one of the top programs. They have at least one Division One player on their team that the uh, coach – highlighted yesterday on the program so um yeah, i'm looking forward to the game i think it should be a real quality high school football game and if martinsburg's able to win it certainly uh looks good for the remainder of the season because this is probably the best team that they're going to play at least on paper and at least off of what we know about stonebridge typically and they haven't played in a long time and last time they played it was uh 54 27 but that was the first year stonebridge was a program so we'll see if yeah you know a lot has changed since then a lot has changed since then once again it'll be a 6 p.m pregame 7 p.m kickoff on talk radio wrnr tv 10 wrnr tv on youtube let's continue down the line of games around the epac spring mills hopes albert gallatin out of pennsylvania it's excuse me not the cougars it's the cardinals home opener tonight uh, you know, looking at the Cardinals, obviously they fell 21 to 19 to Jefferson last week, but uh, it's a team that uh, seems to be rallying around interim head coach Marcus Law and just the fact that they've got all the pieces together this year. Uh, I think it should be a good win for Spring Mills tonight if they can hold off Albert Gallatin. Albert Gallatin lost 48 to 13. Uh, last week, I'm not sure if that was a scrimmage or not, but the it's listed on Max Preps 48 to 13 loss to Connellsville, uh, but uh, should be a good one down at uh, the Cardinal Stadium. Yeah, if they can take control early, I think uh, Spring Mills can cruise in this one and pick up a victory over Albert Gallatin. Uh, it was a competitive game last week, but still some things that. Uh, the Cardinals need to tweak and correct. Uh, they know that, and we heard Coach Law say that earlier this week here on the Sports Mix. So looking for them to be able to do that, execute tonight, and get the win. Yeah, I think uh, last year was a 35-7 win for Spring Mills over Albert Gallatin. So um, I think two years ago it was pretty close. I think it was like 17-15. I could be misremembering that, but that sounds right to me. Um, and – so, based off last year and based on the fact that, you know, it looks like Spring Mills has improved from last year, this year you would expect the Cardinals to come out and win tonight. Home opener, crowd should be pretty pumped up about this team. Uh, and based on what we're hearing about the game, you know, against Jefferson, it was kind of just a sloppy football game on both sides, uh, even though it was a close game, not necessarily a good game, if that makes sense. So, um, but hey. You know, they come out, they they were close to beating Jefferson, who we believe will be one of the top teams in the state again this year. And, um, you know, they beat up on this team last year. So you would expect a win for Spring Mills tonight. Hopefully they can clean up some of their mistakes, uh, continue to get better as a team, and uh, you know start the year one and one and, and see if they can build off of that. But I think this team has made a jump from last year this year based on what we've seen. They've gotten bigger, stronger, faster. So um, they should be able to go out there and get a win tonight, I would think. Yeah. Uh, Musselman takes on Loudoun Valley out of Virginia. Loudoun Valley with the bye week last week. They got to live scout the game. Uh, Should be an interesting contest. Loudoun Valley, obviously, a good program in Loudoun County over the years. Uh, But, uh, 
you know, not a lot to go off of if you're Musselman looking at film from Loudoun Valley. Besides, I believe they had a scrimmage with Hedgesville. I believe they had a scrimmage with Hedgesville early so. on. I'm trying to think maybe Washington or Jefferson, one of the two. Uh, but it should be an interesting matchup tonight. Um, obviously, Musselman has a lot of firepower, and I think last week we learned they have a lot of depth. Yeah, they definitely have depth, and they like playing these tough teams, uh, Loudoun Valley, another tough team, talking with Coach Thomas, uh, Loudoun Valley, the Vikings. They have a couple D1 guys up front on their line, and that's something that he's been the most impressed about. So uh, it'll be another battle in the trenches for these two programs, and we'll see how well guys like Wollaston can do, like Shelton can do, and how comfortable Eli Fleming is again, because he looked good last week spreading the ball out in that 44-34 win against John Hanley, but can they repeat that same success against Loudoun Valley and move on from there? Yeah, I think it'd be huge for Musselman to go in to Morgantown next week uh, 2-0. That'd be huge for them because they got to go travel to Morgantown next week before they begin a big portion of their two games on their EPAC schedule, so that'll be interesting to see uh, moving on here. We've got Hedgesville against Geyser. I want to call this a must-win for Hedgesville. You can't start 0-2 and lose to a double-A team. Yeah, but, I I mean, Kaiser is a quality double-A team, so I think when you look at it from that perspective, you could start 0-2. I mean, I would expect Hedgesville to win based on the fact that they were a playoff team in AAA last year. We thought they were going to still be pretty good. I mean, even though they lost quite a bit from last year's team, up front, they lost, uh, of course, their quarterback in Jackson Rest. They lost their top wide receiver in Tanner Matthew. Um, all that being said, we still felt like this team had enough coming back. And, and of, course, of course, Coach Faircloth, that they would be competitive this year, but they come out week one and, and nothing really looked good. So, based off of that, you know, it's hard to really go into this game and have a lot of confidence in Hedgesville even though they're taking on a double a team in Kaiser because Kaiser is usually pretty tough and if like coach Faircloth said if they allow Kaiser to come out and punch them in the mouth early it could be tough to come back from that so I think that's really going to be the key tonight they got to come out get off to a good start move the ball offensively only had 32 yards last week so you know not a whole lot of positives in that Wheeling Park game to have a ton of confidence in Hedgesville tonight just based off of that but I think they will come out and play better I still think they have enough talent to get a win here tonight so I would pick the Eagles but not with a ton of confidence just because last week was terrible yeah and I think you know it's something to note when we talked to coach Faircloth the other day he said that you know he's an intense guy so practices this week have been really intense after that 56 to nothing shutout loss to Wheeling Park uh, but, you know, Kaiser's no slouch, as we mentioned. They beat Robert C. Bird, shut him out 28 to nothing. So, you know, that's a matchup to keep uh, our eyes on tonight to see how the Eagles can fare in this game. And, I mean, on paper, they're a top four team in the EPAC, at least. It's it's the talent difference among these teams in the top four. I feel like you think they're better than Spring Mills? I don't. It's it's so hard. The talent difference. I think I don't. It's really hard to place teams. I mean, you have Martinsburg. You don't even know if they're better in Washington at this point. Washington's one to know. 
it's hard to place these teams. I really shouldn't have said anything <laughs> that way. Because They're top six. Said, so how about this? They're a top you. six team in the EPAC. Yeah, I mean, Martinsburg's at number one by themselves. They're essentially on an island until somebody from the EPAC beats them. Even if they lose a game, they're still the best team in the EPAC until an EPAC team beats them. And then at number two, I mean, uh, Jefferson kind of was our opening number two, I feel like, but it, it might be a different team. I, it's We'll have to see how they produce against Kaiser, and then when they go down, I believe what they're going, they're taking on Hampshire next week, and then they're going to Hoover. Hoover's not having a good start to the season. I mean, if they can go into Washington 3-1, and one, that's successful and but are you impressed by those three wins i don't we'll have to see yeah i don't know i mean based on their strength of schedule i'm not sure how impressed i would be but i don't know yeah final i I don't know we'll see i mean you gotta win the games on your schedule and if they're three and one they're three and one but that's that's down the line they gotta win tonight yeah they do have to win tonight lose tonight then i'm not really feeling too good about Hedgesville moving forward. Yeah, uh, Washington will have the lone game tomorrow. I believe a 1 p.m. contest against Governor Thomas Johnson High School out of Maryland. Thomas Johnson not having played a game yet. Their season will begin tonight in Maryland. Uh, Washington obviously had a great game last week, but they didn't open the playbook one because they're still trying to move to that that uh, the spread style of offense and two you know we talked to coach ray and he was impressed what his team did but there were still a lot of mistakes they could correct yeah he still said he wants to run the ball better and to get to the passing game which the passing game was fine i mean five touchdown passes last week by your sophomore quarterback ryan went to tie the school record so that's definitely a big positive for the patriots and Going against uh, Governor Thomas Johnson tomorrow is another winnable game to start off 2-0 and at home. I truly think they can do it. Yeah, and I talked how much that would boost the program if they're able to start out 2-0. and That'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix brought to you in part by Orsini's Home Store, not just an appliance store any longer. Get your Traeger grills at Orsini's at 360 Hack Wilson Way or online at Orsini's.com. When we come back from this break, we'll talk college football, Shepard, WVU. I guess we'll get Collins' take potentially on this Shepard breaking news that came out at the top of the hour. You're tuned in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR TV 10 back in two minutes. Days of Wish we'd known. Mommy, where does flavor come from? Well, um, when people love food, they cook it on a Traeger grill. Meat, corn, even pie. <laughs> and then the Traeger does the rest, which brings everyone to celebrate this beautiful thing that they've created. Because when you share delicious food with your friends, that's the flavor of life. Shop now and save at Orsini's today. WVU Medicine is pleased to announce that robotic-assisted total hip and knee replacement with the new Zimmer Biomet Rosa is now offered right here in the Eastern Panhandle at both Berkeley Medical Center and Jefferson Medical Center. The by the Rosa results in more precise and accurate hip and knee replacements than ever before. WV Medicine is proud to offer this technology and be a leader in orthopedic surgery in the Eastern Region. For more info, call 304-725-BONE. Nothing goes better with football than chicken. From peewee to the big boys to the wing tee formation, a hearty meal of 12 pieces for $12 is just what the boys need to be at their best. Oh my, fumbling, bumbling, stumbling. Omaha! 
Rock's 12 Pieces of Chicken, just $12. The Palace Lounge in Martinsburg is the place to be. Join us every night to relax and enjoy football or basketball games featuring either the Martinsburg Bulldogs, Shepherd University Rams, or West Virginia Mountaineers. We will have steak night every Wednesday, trip nights every Thursday, and now taco and margarita nights every Tuesday. You can find us on Facebook or call 304-267-7520. The Palace Lounge is located at 1350 Edwin Miller Boulevard in Martinsburg. Now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this Friday, September 1st edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Uh, we are ever so closer to college football Saturdays. Uh, week one officially, I guess, begun yesterday. Uh, did you guys see that uh, West Virginia State played FCS Moorhead State and actually hung around? Good I did not, me. but but Moorhead's not good. Yeah, Moorhead's yeah, but I mean, a D2 team. school hangs around with an FCS school. Pretty cool. No, yeah. I mean, obviously, that's a great you know accomplishment for West Virginia State, but... Morehead State's not a great football program. Yeah, but I think for, I mean, just the size of the school. Yeah. That's, you know, that's a good performance. All right. Uh, let's talk a little Shepherd football that begin the, the season tomorrow. Um, that uh, they'll start off against Southern Connecticut State. Obviously, we saw that game last year. It seemed like it was, a, a you know, after the beginning of the game, a little bit, it was an easy win for Shepherd. They kind of cruised. Yeah, but I think Southern Connecticut State is an interesting team because they got better as the year went on. They nearly knocked off New Haven, who came in here to Shepherdstown in the postseason and gave them a fight. So it it could be a completely different game tomorrow. And heading into that game last year, Southern Connecticut State lost its quarterback. The guy they expected to be their starter, he was out. So I think they had to start a freshman. Um, Heading into this year, they're expected to start a transfer from Boston College and Bryant and uh, Keith Ridley. So, you know, he's six foot four. Um, I'm presuming he's a pretty good athlete, considering that two schools have wanted him at a little bit of a higher level. Um, so he comes in, and, and we'll see what he can do with this team. They have Tylen Pap- Papalo returning at wide receiver, pretty good explosive player there. And uh, Tim O'Shea, who's a UConn transfer, was their tight end last year. So they have some guys here where they continue continue to attract transfers from the Northeast, and uh, you know that could mean that they're a much improved football team. They have a lot of transfers on their team, so the team we saw last year and the team we see this year could be completely different. And even Coach McCook said they got to prepare for the unknown. Don't really know what that means. Don't know how you do that, but it's kind of a good summary because, um. You know, nobody really knows what to expect out of Southern Connecticut State. And, and Shepard's kind of the same way. We really don't know how good they're going to be offensively. They appear to have a stacked wide receiver room. That haven't That's seen all what we've Shepherd. heard, though. We haven't seen him put it on the pads. Yeah. Do it. So, you know, just hearing that this guy's great and that guy's great, well, we got to see it on Saturday. So I'm excited to see what this team truly looks like. I think, you know, that they have some talent, obviously. They have D1 guys that have transferred down. So. On paper, you know, they're going to be a pretty good football team. So, 
All right, Nick, you caught up with Coach McCook and a couple of players. Let's play those sound bites from the other day. We'll start with Coach McCook. Well, you know what? They're a tough, hard-nosed, gritty football team. They, they, you can tell they play extremely hard. Uh, they're well-coached. Uh, I think they're going to be hungry to come down here and find a way to get a win in Rams Stadium. So we're going to have to plan for the unexpected with Southern Connecticut. They have a new coordinator on offense. Uh, I think they could have some new wrinkles defensively. They have some new personnel that we're learning about, a quarterback. So we got a, we have a lot of things we have to prepare for. We've had a tremendous camp. I feel like our staff has done a great job preparing us from the end of last season to where we are now to play this game on Saturday. You have a new- Nick, your takeaway from that answer? Kind of what I expected. You know, you don't really know much about this team because, like I said, they have a lot of different transfers. Um, they have a few returning guys from last year, and they got they played better toward the end of last year, and they have a coach, I think, heading into his third season. So um, this is kind of when you start to see a turnaround if you're going to see it at Southern Connecticut State. So pretty much what I expected here from Coach McCook. Um, and then – if we want to go to Ty Lucas yep. next. I have that actually queued up. You know, Ty talked about the newcomers that Shepard has offensively. I know we uh, we missed out on Adam and Joey. We don't have them come returning. Uh, but I feel like Brandon and James are adding a big uh, a big skill set to our offensive line. Brandon being with having the size and James with just having the knowledge. He's a real smart guy, knows all the plays inside and out. And then with the new guys in the skill positions and then with um, Seth uh, bringing, uh, being a new quarterback, I think he's going to be an amazing guy to put out there. So referring to uh, Brandon Carr and James Bell, the new center and right tackle there at Shepard, but Anilio Pena, a guy that we also got a chance to talk to, and you'll hear the full interview from all three of these people uh, in the pregame show. But Pena, you know, he's a guy that plays a lot of different positions. Seems like he's going to play a little bit more uh, safety this year than linebacker, but he can move around and do a lot of different things for the Rams. Uh, it's great. It's a great opportunity to be able to last year with the last two years playing the field. Uh, you get a couple of different concepts now in the boundary. It's a uh, it's a short short space, but playing deep is uh, is fun. Being able to play on the back end and uh, disrupt some passes and things like that, and be able to um, help out my team. Yeah. So uh, you know, definitely excited for Saturday. Um, just to see what this new Shepherd team looks like with Seth Morgan at quarterback. Of course, it's a home opener. Haven't had a home opener since 2019, so I'm sure Ram Stadium will be packed. Uh, see what the new running game looks like with Malachi Brown in the backfield along with uh, Nizier Russell. So that should be kind of a one-two punch, and, and maybe some other guys get some carries in there as well. And you know, these wide receivers, like we said, they've been hyped up quite a bit, but we haven't really seen them play. So uh, excited to see what they can do. And tight end is going to be Brian Jester and Dustin Fisher. So kind of some different skill sets there. Jester, I think, will be a little bit more of a receiver. But Fisher, even though he's a little bit undersized in terms of your typical tight end, uh, only about six foot tall, is catching the ball really well in camp. So can he make a you know big impact there at tight end? So. That's kind of the offensive outlook. I'm expecting the defense to be great again, and I think that could be what carries this team early and helps them get a win on Saturday is that their defense is pretty loaded. I don't expect Southern Connecticut to just go up and down the field on them. So even if the offense struggles a little bit, because I can't imagine the chemistry will be too great week one with a bunch of new guys out there, um, their defense should be able to keep them in the game and hopefully lead to a victory. So excited to see the Rams and looking forward to the season. Yeah. 
Uh, Colin, you were kind of getting the phone call connected with uh, Coach Hunter, but uh, Shepherd Athletics put out a post here. Just after noon, Shepherd University Athletics worked with PSAC to address student-athlete eligibility concerns. Nick and I talked about it to start off the show. Uh, we talked yesterday about Malik Holloway figuring out that he was ineligible after being there for the scrimmage, and then you know sometime in the last two weeks figured that out. Um, you know, there's definitely with the cool, the COVID eligibility rule, red shirt. There's definitely a lot of questions for some players. Um, but what is your take on this for Shepard? Because it could, like, I personally think if you have a question at all about somebody's eligibility and you could get knocked if you have to self-report those to the NCAA, maybe you just keep them out tomorrow and don't play them. Like yeah. if, there's, if there's a short list, like two or three players. I think that it might be in the best interest of the program to keep them out of the game. It's frustrating because, as you already said, we, we learned about Malik Holloway and the situation that he thought he had eligibility, came all this way, started practice, started the off season, and now was told that his season's done because he has no eligibility left. That's frustrating. I get COVID was a confusing time. The eligibility's confusing. Stuff like this at any level should not happen in my mind i don't know what went wrong how this passed by up until now this close to the season whether it be for football soccer volleyball cross country any athletics at shepherd university it's sad and you hope that it gets resolved quickly and that there's no punishment yeah and like we said you know it's kind of a confusing situation would like to clear it up a little bit about what sports this is impacting but um certainly we know about malik holloway is one case and you know how many other people went through something similar uh yeah and then found out you know a few weeks before the season that they can't play i mean this is pure speculation but if i was worried about any player that could somehow be ineligible potentially could be rodney dorsey because he came in from a different school in towson and he played in 2019 Got the COVID year, didn't see any action in 2021, but it played in all 15 games last year. That's two years of playing, but you never know just because of – I would that would be the only player from the outside Towson. looking in. I think he started at Towson the same way Malik – same year Malik started at Shepard, right, 2017? I believe so. so. But I'm saying that would be my only concern right off the bat would be a guy like Rodney Dorsey. Yeah. If, if you but have again, any that's questions. pure speculation. Yeah, that's just and, my And what thought. is his situation that makes him eligible and Malik ineligible, if that's the situation? I don't know. I mean, it's just, you know, very confusing, and you think this would be something they knew, you know, in the spring and, and not have to worry about now. So I don't know who to blame in this situation either. I don't know if this is on the NCAA, if it's on Shepard. I don't know the whole situation. So. Yeah. Uh, maybe we'll try to get some clarity of that tomorrow, talking with Athletic Director Chauncey Wimbush uh, or anyone else over there at Shepard. But uh, for the sake of time, we'll step aside for our final break. Then we come back, we'll break down West Virginia's matchup with Penn State tomorrow night. And uh, more realignment becomes official this morning. We'll talk about it on the other side of this break. Segment sponsored in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. On the side of this break, we'll begin to wrap things up. You're tuned in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Back in two minutes. I'm born to run. You looked at me and I was done. We're just getting started. 
This is Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it. No questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. Details. Radon is the second leading cause of lung cancer deaths in the United States each year. But do you know the radon levels in your home? Home is a place to live, love, and laugh, not a place to breathe air containing radon. The Berkeley and Morgan County Health Departments are distributing free confidential radon test kits, and you can get yours at the Berkeley County Health Department office in Martinsburg and the Morgan County Health Department office in Berkeley Springs. Protect your home and family. Get your free radon test kit today. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. After conquering the North, Martinsburg's new mission is to become top dogs this Friday night when the Stonebridge Bulldogs try to mark their territory. It's a jet sweep to Clement. Clement goes up the middle, lowers his shoulder, goes into the end zone. Touchdown, Martinsburg. It's the Stonebridge Bulldogs taking on the Martinsburg Bulldogs. Pre-game coverage begins at 6 p.m. with kickoff scheduled at 7 right here on Talk Radio WRNR TV 10 and WRNR TV on YouTube. Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix for your September 1st, 2023, brought to you part by the Mayor East Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. Stop by 1270 Winchester Avenue or call 304-263-4343. Spencer, Nick, and Colin, happy to have you with us here as we begin the final segment. Uh, college football ran from last night and will run all the way until Monday. Uh, I think started last week. Well, I mean, to this week. Week one officially began last night. It runs until Monday night. I believe a 7.30 broadcast we'll have from Westwood One of the of Clem, number nine Clemson at Duke. Uh, that's Westwood One College Sports there. But let's talk some West Virginia football. We'll have the broadcast tomorrow beginning 4.30 p.m. And they're at number seven Penn State in Happy Valley. Colin, you're going to be there on site. What are you most excited for about the game? Just the atmosphere in itself is something that I really want to see at Happy Valley. People all the time say that it's one of the greatest tailgating experiences that you're going to see. So I'm looking forward to that, and I'm looking forward to seeing how WVU is against one of the top teams in the country right now. As you said, Penn State seventh in the country. Haven't played them in over three decades, and typically the Mountaineers have never done well against Penn State only won nine times in the, I believe, 52 meetings or 51 meetings. So it's going to be tough. I want to hope that they win, but at the same time, there's that realistic part of my brain that thinks WVU does not 
stand a single chance in this game whatsoever. And Penn State's just going to outmatch them, outclass them, and it's from a be WVU a route. fan. From a WVU fan, not Nick or I, who aren't WVU fans. By the way, well, anybody I mean, listening out Collins there? Collins a realistic person sometimes, and uh, <laughs> sometimes. sometimes no, you're not wrong. I'm, I'm not going to just from the uh, you know general looking at it, or that doesn't really make sense. But just On looking paper. at it in general, uh, there we go. WVU is picked by the media to finish last in their conference, and Penn State's pick to finish seventh overall by the media so like but it's preseason i know but just saying based on those predictions this shouldn't be a close game but it's college football so you never really know uh it will be very tough though to go into penn state and win uh, but for both these teams you know this isn't the typical opener that either of them would have penn state would usually somebody you know not really on their level and probably an fcfs team and not that WVU is necessarily on Penn State's level, but they're a whole lot better than who they would normally play week one. I have to say, this is probably the most intriguing matchup of week one. Well, LSU plus Florida State. So yeah. yeah. It's a top ten matchup. I mean, besides that top ten matchup, I mean, I, I think of any other matchup, it it's literally that matchup and this matchup between those two teams. Also, uh, John Arton chimes in to me via text, I want to still believe in Santa Claus. <laughs> Referring wow. to WVU. You just ruined some kid's dream that's tuned in right now. I'm reading his text Santa's verbatim. Real. Just because John doesn't believe doesn't yeah. mean that it's not real. Colin. John, but believe I put, in Santa Claus and believe in the Mountaineers. 23-20. Look, I put... Uh, I got some sort of bet going on with... Our owner, Mike Hornby, I don't really know what I agreed to, but there's a dollar on the wall back there, and apparently it's with the cover, so I got to yeah. go Penn State by 21, or I lose some sort of money, I guess. I don't That's know. true. You do, I think. Uh, besides uh, 5 LSU at number 8 Florida, uh, Florida State, I guess it's actually not at Florida State, it's at Camping World Stadium. It's got to be That's got to be the top game of the weekend, and then I put WVU Penn State right below it. Honestly, I'd have to look at all the games. There's not yeah. a lot of intrigue of games. I mean, North Carolina, South Carolina, potentially. I mean, but you got Alabama against battle. Middle Tennessee. You got Georgia against UT Martin. Um, I, there's just not a lot on there. I mean, Boise State, Washington might be a game. That's 330 or ABC. Ohio State, Indiana. Is Indiana a better team this year? I don't Virginia, know. Tennessee, but Virginia's going to be bad this year. Yeah, Virginia's going to be bad. It's hard to tell. I don't know. I just kind of put that up there as a top game this week. Just because the relevance of the programs, like... like TCU Colorado might be intriguing, depending on how much uh, Brian, Deion Sanders yeah. has really hyped up Colorado. I mean, you got to I mean, tune in just for Deion. Right. Yeah. It's Coach Prime. Can they you go in against uh, TCU? playoff and, predictions for this season? No, not yet. I'm going to throw out kind of like a one I'd like to see, but I don't think it will actually be the playoff because I don't have Georgia or Alabama in, so that's like almost impossible. But I got uh, I got LSU. I like uh, Texas. USC, I think Caleb Williams is the best player in the country. Yeah. And Michigan. But I don't think that will be the playoff. It's All right, guys. Like a fun quickly, one. thoughts on this new Can college Colin football realignment. Oh, yeah, the new conference realignment. The uh, Pacific Atlantic Coastal Conference now <laughs> is what it will be called because you can't just call it the ACC if Cal and Stanford's going to be in it. Yeah, it doesn't really make sense, but hey, it's college football. All right, that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix tonight. We got Martinsburg football taking on Stonebridge, 6 p.m. pregame, 7 p.m. Kickoff tomorrow, it's West Virginia football. They take on Penn State, 730 kickoff, 430 
pregame Sunday. We'll have Nats Baseball 105, pregame 135, uh, first pitch. Then on Monday, we're off. No show Monday for Labor Day, but uh, we got uh, college football, as I mentioned. Uh, it's going to be who do we, who did I say it was? Monday night? Duke and Duke Clemson. And Clemson. Duke and Clemson. That's a 7.30 pregame. Have a great rest of your day, everyone. We'll talk to you tonight. You're listening to the Panhandle Leader in sports coverage. Talk Radio, WRNR, Martinsburg.